Hello, and welcome to Final Show Films. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, I'm John, the executive producer here, and I just want to let you know that uh, we appreciate you watching, and all of those of you that support us financially and just by having a good time here and chat with us. Uh, particularly, we want to thank our $25 tier supporters on Patreon, uh, which are Rowan Parker, Drevian Alexander, Samantha Bates, Catwater Flame, and L. Thank you all very much for your support over the years. It's meant a lot to all of us. We appreciate it. And now I hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello and welcome back. Star Wars Twilight Nights Season 2. I am... John, Kusinstaku, the Game Master for the evening, and joining me today is Jack. Hi everybody, my name's Jack, I am playing Plunk Kikek, the Jawa uh, Consular Sage and Mystic Seer, and I'm gonna roll some Destiny and see what happens. Hey, two lights back, wow. Hey, I wonder, can, we, can we continue rolling Destiny when we get back to Werewolf? Just like uselessly roll destiny every session no Gaia does not care for balance in any way shape or form that's I was gonna say that seems more like roll your rage and that's how many auto successes you have on any rage roll you'll have to make throughout the session <laughs> isn't that a bad thing yes. could be really <laughs> could be could, could could very much be yeah worm rages are a thing and Mara. Best. Hi, I'm Mara. I'm playing Nariz, a uh, droid consular healer and Nimmin disciple. And Destiny, one dark side. I've never thought about is that I don't have a very obvious Adam's apple. I've just sort of now noticed it. Anyways, that was, had nothing to do with anything, me being ADHD. Uh, also joining us is Jeremy. Hi, I'm Jeremy. Uh, I am playing Esty, uh, Zeltron uh, Shadow, and there's two dark side. And Holly? Hi, I'm Holly. I'm playing Avazia, Pure Blood Sith, Geo Berserker, and Light Side. And William. Damn it, now we can't be perfectly balanced. As all should be. I'm William. I'm playing Corserath, the Sith Pureblood Makashi Duelist. There we go. Hmm. All right. As always, Black Lives Matter and trans rights are human rights. No matter what, some people. When last we left off, the Twilight Knights made their way back to the starport on Terrace, uh, having escaped with their lives and two less limbs uh, from uh, what turned out to be a Imperial Mine Layer droid. Uh, sort of an ambushing, uh, an ambush tactic uh, droid that... Wasn't, wasn't really an escape if the thing exploded, was it? I mean... Escaped with your lives, that works. No, that's that's the sentence. Less that you whether or not you escaped it, more that you got away with your lives. Um, survival is a type of escape, is what we're saying. Yes, yeah. you escaped death. Uh, made the way back to the um, 
So the starport only to be met by uh, the Archon, Atafini. Um, an Achani woman uh, of significant presence in the force. In fact, as the group of you are sort of approaching, you can sort of feel this aura of power emanating off of her um, as the uh, governor of the establishment is sort of like standing off to one side, very clearly not. Like, he, he seems to be engaged in a conversation that is not happening. Um, and not in like an active way, more like he's uh, he's sort of listening and like nodding his head and uh, react like non-verbally reacting to things that are being said. That's very clearly nothing's being said. Um, as she looks at the group of you, her golden eyes sort of taking in the three of you that are familiar and the two of you that are not. Well, it seems that much has happened since. The three of you chose your paths. Is this? Much has indeed happened, Archon Atafeni. She like sort of directs that golden gaze down towards Plunk uh, and his masked front form. With she... a smiley chalk streak on it. Mm. <laughs> so the head tilts very slightly, but she nods her head. Archon Hatafeni. I am a Nexus seeker for the Twilight Knights. Well, you don't have to do anything with my necks. She looks like she wants to say something, but doesn't, and just turns her gaze towards Esty. And you would be? I'm Esty. A pleasure. Looks over towards Neres. They sensed you. Yes. We have been... We we came here to try and... Bombs got implanted in uh, all of us. Well, some of us now. Um, when we had been... Uh, captured by the side trying to remember Darth Fluxati. Darth Fluxati. Um, we escaped and attempted to get them removed at Narshada when war sort of broke out um, and a lot has happened. We still need them removed. Speaking of which, has our friend, I say, indicating to the governor, been given word about the Jedi we need to seek? Thanks for a second. Looks over towards him. Sort of raises two fingers and just motions. And all of a sudden the governor, yes, yes, I'll be working on getting that right away. And he turns and walks off. We'll find out shortly. I would like to be able to walk without fear of a signal jammer failing and my body detonating from inside out. Yes, I don't have the medical skill required to remove them for you. It would be best to prioritize that. She's sort of like... Uh, as as if 
noticing something for the first time, turns and looks at Corserath. You have something for me. You'll need to be a little more specific. The force was not more specific. Ah, I do know what you're talking about now. I pull out a data pad that has the Sith runes that I had found, that had been implanted in my, that had been given to me. Just like sort of gestures with a hand for you to put it away. Sith pillar. Once we're on the ship and private, it'll bring his information to my docking bay. I trust you already have a ship here. We do. Lead the way. Let's go. I will head back to... I keep forgetting the name of the Black Pyramid ship. Have a name? Does it have a name? Yeah, I don't think I it don't has know. a name. I feel oh, like we've been told the name. I feel like it has a name, I just don't know what it is. Eh. Definitely has a name, I just don't know what it is. The dope-ass boat. I mean, it's pretty fucking dope. Odie McBoatface. That would, that would make it. That would make it the dab. Yes. Yes. Exactly. I am aware. I was <laughs> letting people find that out for themselves. <laughs> um. Why can't I think of the name of this thing? Plunk reaches up and kind of yanks on Avazia a little bit. Yes. Sir. We should eat something. Let's take care of the ship first. There's food on the ship. What was that? Nothing. You will get fed. We'll call it Shadow Law. Sure. That's the name of that's the That's name certainly of not an ominous reference. Yeah. That was, that was 100% the name of the ship this whole time. This entire time. I Anything remember it well. They mm. have heard it in the episodes before this was just you hearing it wrong. Yeah. On our way to the Shadow Law. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, love the, I love the redub inflection. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I try. Um, I am going to on because we've got a communicator to the ship. Yeah, I am going to use that to basically Morse code to the ship mm-hmm. that um, Archon of Twilight Order with us as we head back to ship, just to let you know in case you need to do anything. There's an affirmative beep that comes back over your comm link. Okay. I mean, dude might not want, might want to, you know, get scarce or something like that. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't know that. She doesn't know the dynamics between Hatafeni and and Black Pyramid or the captain of the Shadow Law. Shadow Law. <laughs> It, it, the redub voice doesn't make it sound any less like M. Bison's organization. <laughs> Excellent. So, yeah. 
Well, if we're just headed back to the ship, Plunk's going to run ahead and go forage. <laughs> all right. Uh, also, M. Bison's organization is Shadow Lou. It's it's Shadow Lou in the traditional like Japanese dub, but it gets called Shadow Law in all of the English dubs of all of the Street Fighter movies and like videos. Still a sound that you can speak of Street Fighter movies in the plural. Hmm? Shadow. Anyways, no, you cannot because there are none. <laughs> there, are anim- there are animated Street Fighter movies. Do not, do not besmirch the name of M. Bison. There are, there are also animated Street Fighter movies. There are movies. absolutely animated Street Fighter movies. It is too bad they have never made a live action one. <laughs> do not besmirch the name and the, the good work of Raul Julia. <laughs> Listen, there is one decent thing about that movie that does not exist from the 1990s. It's Raul Julia. (laughs) And that's one more good thing than the one that does not exist from the 2010s. Obviously, it's not as good as that one because it doesn't have Raul Julia in it. It's the only video game movie after doing Street Fighter. It's the only video game movie to make me that I, I don't consider you a bull movies to be video game movies. Um, <laughs> to make me actively angry at it, other than eh, this is a bad movie. You, you, you're right in not considering Uva Bowl movies video game movies because they're not, they're Uva Bowl movies. Yes, they're, right, they 100%. They're Uva Bowl narratives written to the skin of a video game, <laughs> anyways. Uh, so you approach the Shadow Law. Um, <laughs> Mara jumped at that one. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> jumped at something. It was just well timed. Oh. Eh. Um, the uh, loading ramp is already down as you get into the docking bay. Um, Plunk, you run off and scavenge food, presumably yep. from somewhere other than the Shadow Law. Um. And as you all head aboard, you notice yep. it is particularly quiet. Too quiet? You're not there. You're eating food. Yeah, in the vents of the Shadow Law, which is where okay. I keep my food. <laughs> uh, no, not, 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 not too quiet, just quiet. Okay. Just no, there's nothing going on. doesn't seem to be anybody here right now. Huh. Well, after a appropriate period of snackage, then if nobody's here, Plug's going up to the bridge and see if he can turn this thing on. When you get to the when you get uh, through the air vent towards where the bridge is, you realize that it's been sealed. I've got a lightsaber. <laughs> oh boy! You're gonna light up your lightsaber in the middle of the ventilation of this ship. Well, he's going to see if he can arrange it, <laughs> because as we described it before, it was basically a, a great hatch kind of thing to yeah. just... Your your lightsaber that is on a stick? Yeah, no, I don't know if he can wedge it in, in the there. In the ventilation shaft that you are crawling through. Would this be a coordination check? It would be a break your staff in half coordination check. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, never mind then. 
he'll just kick it a couple times and then go find somebody else. Uh, you like you could you could cut it open potentially, depending on what it's made of. But you would do more than just you do more damage to 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 it than just to the grate, because mm-hmm. you have to like your tink tink like you right. can't lift the saber up all the way right from where you're at. Okay, I like the Never idea mind. that that shaft is just a little bit too close to the hole, so you're like, <laughs> and nobody straight, notices straight, straight, straight. until we're in space and all the air gets sucked out. I feel like there should be a warning. You'd notice Plunk going out first, at the very least. But yeah, but like he cuts through and then he leaves it and yeah. then doesn't say anything about it. Yeah, no, but but when the air begins to evacuate the ship, Plunk's the smallest one to fit in the air vent, so he just go. This is true. You'd all get yeah. to hear Plunk screaming as he gets ejected. As he gets sucked into something about this big. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Yeah. Uh, Corsrath will head to the hollow table and pull up his recreation of the pillar. As you all walk in, Hadafeni will pause as she gets to the threshold of the ship and look around. Sort of takes in the interior. Doesn't say anything. And then follows after you to the table. <clears throat> Show me. Yeah, I pull up the recreation of the pillar. Pull it up. She looks at it. She studies it for a minute, sort of just taking in the the information present before her. Hmm. Where did you find this? It was part of a deal with a Sith Lord. Hmm. She provided you the information. She mentioned that it might be a clue to whatever makes the Emperor's wrath what it is. I assume she told you you'd figure out where it was yourself, or left you to your own devices? Generally. I haven't any trust for the individual responsible, considering they are now the new head of Imperial Intelligence. She studies it for a good long while. This is a pillar of a temple on Korriban. A tomb on Korriban. Not one, not one in the Valley of the Dark Lords. One older by far. Have you been there before? Only once. But yes. Have you been to this place in particular? And she's sort of like just staring at it for a little bit, just sort of it seems like she's seeing something that isn't in front of her. Like she's rec- like she's visualizing a memory of some kind. Uh-huh. 
There is a sanctum hidden on the other side of the planet from the academy in the middle of desolate wastes surrounded by force-sensitive creatures that have been starved for millennia left to roam in search of anything sensitive enough to be detected and devoured. More dangerous than the Hisses and Tukata of the area around the temple. Yes. It's known as the Sanctum of Sacracla, an exile of the first Sith to found Korriban. Constructed shortly after the first Sith settled on the planet in search of the nexus of force energy that resides within it. The sanctum is... almost exactly opposite the nexus from the academy. A strategic place. One where you could draw power without being noticed. This is... Forgive me, don't mean to interrupt here, but this is... The thing we found out about the guy. The wrath, yes. The, yes. Got it. Just want to make sure everyone's on the same page. Whatever you'll find, whatever you're looking for relating to the wrath that is relevant to this location means that it's relevant to very few people, or known to very few people. This is not a place that many in the Sith Empire wander. Nor is it a place that many delve or have delved willingly. Dangers of the surroundings alone make it difficult to approach. But the context makes it taboo. Whatever the Emperor's wrath learned or achieved in this place, it has made him a chameleon in the Force. The Emperor's wrath learned or achieved nothing here. What do you mean? The Sanctum is many things, but it is not educational. It is our storehouse of knowledge. It is a prism. Things that are best left undisturbed are left there. That's encouraging. The wrath absorbed and then seemed to admit is the best way I can think of putting it. Nibishuza's power and force signature and then Jash's as well. Multiple people that I, other people that I didn't recognize when he followed us through the ship, I could sense several. He's very... It is like he is absorbing force power and then able to use it. She thinks for a moment as she's like absorbing this information. What you're describing is our ability is very similar to a beast 
that Sith Lord of old found on Korriban. Though, sort of thinks for a minute. Most of them are dead, and none of them are humanoid. There's a creature called a Terintatek, a massive bestial entity, similar in scale to a Rancor, also in temperament, though not in diet. Where a Rancor feeds on flesh and bone, a Terentatek feeds off of the Force. It devours it, eats it whole, along with those who wield it. One of the starved creatures of the area. I do not know of any that can wield it, strictly speaking, nor of any that have a humanoid form that would be mistaken for anything other than a Terentatek, though. She thinks again for a little bit longer. You are right, and the answers to what you seek will be found here, though. Says, gesturing towards the pillar. There are many dead Terentatex stored there for fear that they will one day be brought back to life. Their bodies do not wither or decay as a corpse should. Not on Korriban, at least. The Force sustains them. Darth Blixati has been continuing his experiments on reanimating with the Force. Well, I hope he isn't able to bring those back, at least not in any sensible, controllable, uh, in any controllable state. An army of Terentatek would spell doom for the Jedi Order. And thus the rest of the galaxy. She pauses again, thinking about it. This is probably when Plunk climbs back up out of the air vent. <laughs> mm -hmm. If you're wishing to get to Korriban, there is a way you can go without having to tread through Sith space, though I would recommend dealing with your bombs first. I would not intend to go anywhere near Sith space without dealing with this problem first. There's also the reason why I, why I was able to sense Neres and why I've come to this planet, aside from meeting up with a group of you. What reason is that? I'm a Nexus seeker. I seek out Nexuses of the Force. There is one there here is one in Taurus. Is it the source of that pervading hunger? No. But the source of the hunger is using it to amplify and enhance the signal. For those who are unaware, she says, looking to the other two, because she has no idea what your level of education is, Plunk and or Asti. <laughs> the Nexus of the Force is a place where the Force flows strongest. 
where its power is most keenly felt, even by those who are not sensitive to it. It is a place where miracles can be worked, and where tragedies can be orchestrated. If someone were to use one to enhance a feeling, such as hunger, they could theoretically have it affect an entire planet, based on whatever it is they're trying to do with it. It is an incredible source of power, and one not easily wielded, nor easily controlled. However, they are all connected. Every nexus is connected to another within the Force. And if you are familiar with where two reside, you can walk them from one to another. Are you saying the nexus here is connected to Korriban? They are all connected. Here, Korriban. There might be a stop or two in between, but... Many, many stops. Not necessarily in between. But you can step outside of this space and time and walk the Force, as I have before, to your destination. It's not an easy task, nor is it a safe one, but should you be strong of will and capable, it would deliver you to your destination much swifter than a ship would, and without detecting the, or without being detected by the fleet. Right. So tell us about that destination. Which one? This one or Korriban? We're here. We know here. Well, Korriban, the seat of Sith power in the galaxy where they train all of their young ones. The Nexus is within the Valley of the Dark Lords, which is why they built it there. It's encouraging. Meaning we'd have to clear the other half of the planet once we arrived. Fortunately, it's within one of the tombs that is less traveled by the students of the academy, so you would be able to... You wouldn't necessarily run into any Sith upon arrival. I'm less concerned about the people than I am the planet itself. It is a dangerous planet. It is a nexus of the dark side of the Force. Negative emotions are strongest there, which is why it was used as a training ground. While you are there, your dark side tendencies will be enhanced. It will grant you strength for a time, but with that comes danger. The dark side is never more seductive than when it is at full strength. You would waken you would you would arrive in Zozan's tomb, the first of the Sith Lords. Hopefully it's still dormant. And upon leaving you would find yourself she thinks for a second. Half a day's walk away from the Sith Academy on Korriban. If you're able to find means of transportation, it will be a few days' drive by speeder to where the Sanctum is. 
I can give you the location of the sanctum, but it will be useless until you're on the until you're on the planet. Useful. You'll need someone to guard the way back as well. It would not do for you to leave, only to return to Zogzan's tomb and try to walk away again for it to be occupied. Assuming that you are able to make it back from the Sanctum. It would be dangerous for me to do so. If I were to step on the planet, it would alert many people. But, she says, sort of like looking off to one side, she raises a hand and just cocks a finger. And as she does, one of the walls that looks like it's just a fucking wall lowers. And you see Ronan sitting on the other side of it like he was listening, and he sort of like startles and sort of stands up straight. <laughs> this one could help you. <laughs> Blink waves. Ronan's like, Hi! Uh, I'm just... Then he sort of like gestures towards the seat behind him and sits down. I mean, welcome to the conversation. We have been walking around and along the dark side of the forest for quite a while at this point. I'm not sure we're ready. Both sides of the forest hide many secrets. To find them, you have to be willing to delve. But... She sort of looks over at one side, off to nothing. And you can you watch her... Um, her fairly emotionless face up to this point suddenly adopts a smile, a nod and she begins talking but none of you hear anything. She's having some sort of conversation nods her head gestures and turns back to the group of you the governor has just informed me that the Jedi Master you're looking for has acquiesced to a meeting Good. Now, just to convince him to operate and not murder two Sith. Well, we have been doing as requested. Indeed. I'm sure you will find it a little bit easier than you suspect, considering that these are not... Uh, the most, these are not the most dedicated Jedi. 
What was that, Plunk? Plunk just said, dogmatic. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully they're the kind that actually believes in doing good as opposed to merely talking about it. Well, they are here researching the source of the Ratgul virus, if that's any any indication to their motives. Not particularly, considering we found the ancient vaccine and got it to them in the entire time that they've been doing research. Yeah. They're not very competent. The vaccine you located is not what they've been researching. The source of this rat ghoul, the source of the rat ghoul virus, as opposed to a cure for the rat ghoul virus, are two different things. Fair enough. Nonetheless, I don't think it's going to get us any better vantage by waiting on it. I think yeah. it's best to do it quickly. But you're looking for Jedi, ma- you're looking for Jedi Master Jana Vis and Sake Panaka, her apprentice. Hmm. Is that an Onderonian family? Which one? Naboo. Panaka. I swear I've heard that noble name in Sith Intelligence at one point. Panaka was at one point in time a Nabooian family. But not of one of any note. Nonetheless, we'd best find them. Sure. You will find them closer to the nexus of hunger on this planet than away from it. It seems they have gleaned some aspect of the source being related to the force nexus on this planet. I will remain here in the port and study the planet myself for a while. Did you need any assistance? Please call. Of course. Thank you. I appreciate your assistance. She nods. And she sort of glides out of the ship. As she does, Ronan leans out the door, following after her with his helmet. And when she's distinctly past the door, looks back at the rest of you, goes, Okay, so who's the scary chick? She's one of Archon Hatafeni. One of the Twilight Archons. She's a friend. The leading council of our former organization. She's a friend of theirs. Cool. Close enough. So, what's up? I'll hear a little bit. Fine, a little bit. Uh, something something Korriban, something something Nexus, something something walking to Korriban. There's a Nexus here on Taris. We're going to need to walk it to Korriban to find the temple on Korriban that houses the secret of whatever the hell the Emperor's Wrath is. Uh, potentially learn a way to defeat him. 
And from there, we're probably going to need someone to hold the door on Korriban so that we can get back. Mm. Mm. So I've been volunteered by a scary lady that you all, uh, that three of you trust, uh, to effectively guard a magic escape door from incursion by Sith on the planet where they are the most powerful. Correct. Yep. That's about the size of it. That is so good. Cool. I've done crazier. For what it's worth, you are probably the stealthiest person here aside from potentially Esty. I will choose not to take offense at that. I haven't seen the two of you compared, so I have no real... You had been in that door for a good long while. I mean, usually you don't get to listen in on things. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they were allowed to hide behind that door for that, that is, long. That is fair. Well, shall we go to this meeting? Yes, I would like to no longer have explosives in me. Please and thank you. I would like to know you don't have explosives in you. Yes, same. I guess I, I guess it means I have to come with you since it's... Can I have the explosives after they're out of you? If you really want them. Remember, they are remote yes, detonated explosives that can be triggered by the owner at any time. Mm-hmm. I would recommend the owner not them. being you. Yeah. Oh. Being someone evil, and you wouldn't want to mess with them. I mean, I messed with our. Do we have their address? Mm-hmm. Not anymore, considering the yeah, planet that he was originally on was eaten. Yes. Yeah. Nobody knows how to have any fun around here. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mess with them. Okay. I mean, I know how to have fun, Ronan says. I'm sure you do. You have explosives? Yeah. There's no way this conversation goes to a good place. Can we just go? Avasia <laughs> <laughs> like grabs Plunk by the collar and is dragging. Esty's <laughs> like, oh god, Ronan and Plunk have agreed on explosives. Let's move. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here before we'll talk. before something blows up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna suppress you, you as you're as you're being dragged away, Plunk. You watch Ronan like. Uh, sort of sleight of hand, what looks like a thermal detonator out of his coat, and then disappears <laughs> it back. Yeah, right. I got you, bro. Hmm. All right, so Ronan follows along, figuring that since wherever these, since apparently these people are uh, next near the nexus um, of wherever that is, that uh, it probably means you'll need him along to continue on afterwards. Um. As you walk out, uh, Ronan looks over at Esty. By the way, um, did you did did uh, did uh, Pyramid tell you where he was going? Because he just sort of told me to hide in that room and then booked it. Sure didn't. I gave. We were not exactly in a in a uh, a detailed verbal conversation about this matter. 
I just gave him the heads up that Atafeni was coming, not specifically, but Twilight Order Archon was coming and left it at that. Yeah, he said something about his ex-girlfriend being on planet and booked it. Awkward. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. I don't know if he meant her or if, or what, but he didn't wait. How I... many that scary of exes does he have? I don't know. At least two. If, if you count Hatafeni, then yes, there would be two. Or maybe there's not. That's my point. Maybe there's only one, and we need to be very scared at the moment. No, there are I... at least there are at least two. There's Hatafeni <laughs> and my mother. That's what I'm I... saying. I are we it... sure? If it were his mother, certain, Black Pyramid would have warned him. I am fairly certain that Hatafeni is not my mother. <laughs> okay, I feel like I'm speaking a language you don't understand. Corserath, she's saying maybe your mother is on planet. Thank you! I feel like I would have been very aware of that by now. Yeah. And again, Black Pyramid would have warned him somehow. Maybe. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't think to ask. Like, you never maybe do. he didn't have time and was just like, the, she won't worry about you. You're small and insignificant because, you know, you are. Um, I'm kidding. If Not we really. assume that the Empress is here, then it is imperative that we continue on as quickly as possible. This is, this I feel a, like we this would. Is the same, we are walking the same path either way. Let's. This go is to entirely the fair. I feel like if my mother were here, we would be fully aware of it by now. She's not exactly one to not make an entrance, unless she doesn't want to. I mean, for some know. reason. I was an empress, and I wanted to get somebody by surprise. I would certainly not announce my presence. Ronan says he did no. take the big killing gun. I mean, that doesn't Ro- necessarily mean that it's not Plunk perks up again. I mean, it's terrorist. Which gun so... is that? Plunk. Uh, he has a disinte- he has a uh, disintegrate. He's a a very highly illegal, but also super awesome disintegration rifle. Or disruptor rifle, but it disintegrates things. You can call it a disintegrator rifle. We're probably okay. I just wanted to make sure Ronan. That I when, was speaking a language everybody understood. When did Black Pyramid run off? Um like five minutes before y'all arrived at the ship. Okay. So then in that's respond, what it in was. response then to it was the... probably that. Yeah. That is a story I'm going to have to get out of him at some point. What was it in response to that, Ronan? I don't know. To you guys being warned, I wasn't warned shit. I was just warned. told to sit in a room. Okay, it, it it was probably that then. 
It probably was, yeah. That would be a really strange timing coincidence otherwise. Yes. Can't believe okay. I'm saying it, but I, the paranoid robot, think we are probably okay. Theory. Yes. Let's go. So you head to the um, speeder pad and you find a speeder waiting for you. This one is unmarked. It's not marked with the, uh, it's not marked with the terrace, uh, like, uh, defense, uh, logos or anything like that. Um, does it have a location programmed in? Yes, it has a it it has a it has a it has a droid pilot, and it's like sort of marked, programmed with a, a location. Let's it's go then. Ones, it's one of those ones where the droid is built in the speeder. Mm-hmm. It's like there is no driver's seat; there's just a droid. Yeah. Ronan, <laughs> as he go. gets on, looks over at Neri's. What do you think it'd be like if your legs were a speeder? Well, I wouldn't have to worry about stairs. Think you could make like a big enough lightsaber for the. What do you? I feel like it'd be a light lance at that point. Oh my god! I'm sure your mind is an interesting place. One word for it. Directed at Ronan. (laughs) I like to think so. Like to keep these legs. I just got them. And so did he. Says pointing. I am. I am now picturing. I am now. I am now picturing droid cavalry wielding lightsaber lances. Ronan, I will throw you off this. Providing some levity. Blunk climbs into the driver's seat of the uh, speeder. There is no driver's seat. There is a droid. You climb onto the droid. Plunk climbs onto the droid. The droid, please, sir, if you would take your seat. Um, bum, one. Wafflama. Fuck off, I'm driving. Please, sir, if you would take your seat. He has. You're not going to like the sudden acceleration if you keep holding on to that droid when we take off. The droid's not going to like what happens next if you could say no. Blunk looks down at the console. Is there an actual, like, pilot's yoke and things like that? Or is it, or is the droid no. just hardwired in? Yeah, the droid's hardwired in. Okay. Plunk, somewhat dejectedly, finds another seat somewhere else. Yeah, no, it's one of the... Nausea will sit next to him. Yeah, like, the droid is, like, in, like built into the floor of the speeder, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. and has like a humanoid torso, head, and arms, but no like mm-hmm. but, like lower body is the speeder. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Standard Star Tours style. It's like an adjutant. It's only humanoid, so that you think, so that you like speak to it appropriately. Right. Mm-hmm. It's meant as a. It's it's meant as an interface. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> interface with the speeder. Um, yes, he climbs in the back somewhere and is just quiet the whole way. Pre-programmed destination active. Taking off in three, two, one. <laughs> a fairly smooth ride. It's a much smoother ride than you had uh, the last time you rode a speeder on Terrace. Um, as it lifts and goes. 
watch the scenery fly by outside the speeder. I... Well, Sorry, I would like to use uh, my <laughs> uh, new, uh, what do you call it? Healing, whatever. Um, improved healing trance, uh, if I can, on the journey to get rid of my critical wound. Is this long so enough? You had previously indicated that you were, um, that you were concealing yourself. Suppressing. That's Suppressing. right. Okay, so never you mind. Have to unsuppress. Yeah, I'll do that. Um, uh, yeah, I'll do that along the way. As soon as we get like so, close to civilization, yeah. I'm gonna suppress and again. To give you an idea of the way it works, you have to so you have to commit for a scene. Okay. The transition is not a scene. The scene would okay. be when you get wherever you're going and from then on until there's gotcha. a break. Basically. Okay, never mind. I'm just suppressing. Yeah, it's the, the the narrative of a scene doesn't really give you a length of time, which is one of the things that kind of annoys me about the system. But um, mm -hmm. because it doesn't it doesn't describe what transitioning is scenically, but the transition is yeah. not itself a scene. I'm not doing that then. So you transition from the uh, the 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 spaceport to a location. The Speeder eventually, unless there's any conversations that y'all want to have on the way there. Avazi is sitting next to Plunk. Mm -hmm. He just kind of reaches out, pats her hand. No biting, okay? Yeah? Good? She'll just look at him. No promises. I got you. <laughs> I'm going to need... To either find new armor or find a Mandalorian who can repair this, who can repair the the Scargum. Of course, Rest says having now changed into his concealing robes. Ronan goes, "I know a guy." You do, yeah. How hard to find? Not hard, but you have to be on Mandalore. So hard to find then. We could go to Mandalore. We'll add it to our list. I feel like I'm walking into a dangerous situation without the armor that I had previously. Would you I like mean, mine? I do not want to take your armor from you. Would you like my armor? <laughs> Out of character, you're way more durable than I am, even without the armor. <laughs> But... Yeah, no, no, that's why she's willing. She's also hit a lot easier. She's fine. It'll be fine. Esty from, from, from her spot in the, in the back, Ronnie speaks up. Yeah, but one of you accepts being healed. I'm getting better. Plunk's yeah. just sitting there like a toddler who's watching his parents have a weird discussion that doesn't really apply to him. Fazio just kind of pats him on the head at some point. <laughs> I would feel more comfortable having a suit of armor for everyone. You Fine, you can my... have my armor, Jesus. You don't... <laughs> I could not fit in your armor, Plunk. <laughs> 
Thank you for the offer, though. Gorzarath, you're taking my armor. Fair enough. Is there enough room for her to take the armor off in you? Yeah. Okay, then she will. Not enough room to be modest about it. But... Do either of them care? <laughs> I was That's up Step to you. Close on under the armor. Plunk has a question. Yes, Plunk? Oh, well, actually, no. Plunk probably needs to make a, a knowledge roll because he is a little bit... I don't know if sheltered is the right word, but... <laughs> yeah, no, Plunk doesn't have a question. <laughs> Ronan, from his seat as you trade armor, goes, uh, Word of advice, never mention that if we go to Mandalore. Yes, I understand the Mandalorians are quite severe about their armor. I mean, the fact that you're wearing a Mandalorian's armor in the first place is grounds to shoot you, but trading it around, uh, that's that's like ceremony level bad. I don't care. We will add it to the list of 20,000 reasons we would be shot on sight by a Mandalorian. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, they'd shoot me too, but. That's kind of what they do. I feel like most people would shoot you, Roman. Not always. They also stab and sometimes cook a very good zwicha. Fair enough. Let's not talk about food right now, please. I'm <laughs> hungry. Weird. I mean, it. It was only the least Watch appropriate thing to say in that given moment, so certainly Ronan had to fucking say it. <laughs> when, when Neri says, let's not talk about food right now, Avazi is just going to look over at Essie and wink. <laughs> I provide battle meditation. Oh boy. <laughs> Oddly, none of you like the hunger returned once you left. Once you left, um, out of any's like presence, but you felt you feel strangely reinforced against it as you're traveling, and you don't feel any of those like sudden spike in urges. Um, it doesn't feel that's like something's gonna. It. it doesn't seem like something's gonna last forever, but at least for this trip, you seem to be uh, in, reinforced against that hunger. This actually provides a good segue. Do we want to talk about the idea of going to fucking Korriban? What's Korriban? Because I feel like this is a conversation that needs to happen. Otherwise, it's just going to be assumed that we're all good with going. That's yeah. fair. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Korriban is the Sith Academy world. Where yeah, let's Sith not go there. Unfortunately, going there is the only way we're going to figure out how to deal with the Emperor's Wrath, who is not going to stay put and not get in our way again. You're not wrong. I recognize the need to go there. I still don't know if it's a good idea. 
when have we ever had anything that could be described as a good idea that we needed to do? And that's worked out so well for us. So. I know it has. However, we're still alive. Every time that we've no. needed to do something, mm -hmm. it's not been a good idea. No, not all of us are still alive. And that is fair. Plunk has a question. So go to Korriban, learn about the angry guy, or instead of going to a dangerous place to look at black holes, you just say, hey, it doesn't matter what we have to do. We don't fly through the mall. You've lost me on that analogy. The wrath guy was the one who threw the pod at Esty and me, right? Yes. And then I assume other things happened and he beat the shit out of everybody else as well. He paralyzed me. Murdered people. So when we hear he's around or coming, we do the logical smart thing and run the fuck away. We don't We're not always going to, to be able to do that. We don't Yes, we can. You can always run away. Don't be a dummy. Uh there's some situations you cannot bunk. You can. The, in general you can. That said, I'm a couple minds on this. On one hand, he needs to go down and needs to be stopped. And By us, though? Who else? Isn't there like a whole big chunk of the galaxy that's at war with his side? With like fleets of ships and shit? And they're doing so well so far. Fair, we don't really know. We haven't been in the war zone. Also, from my understanding, the objective of most of the Republic is to stop it from being a war. Mm hmm There is a certain amount of appeasement that is probably going on. Um, appeasement works. Appeasement mm -hmm. is a good idea. That's why they do it. Appeasement might work for some of the Empire. As we've seen, however, the Wrath does what he wants, and eventually that's going to be getting in our way. Yeah, like a black hole does what it wants. You don't understand it and try and fix it. You avoid it at all costs, and you keep an eye out, and you make sure you can see it coming. Problem with that is that black holes can't move faster than you. If we can stop it, if we can stop the wrath and we choose not to, what he does is on us. It's not no. on us. We're not. Re no, let me re let me rephrase that. We bear a certain amount of responsibility. If we had the capability to stop him and we don't. <clears throat> 
that said, I'm not going to lie. I have extreme concerns about whether I can go to Korriban and walk away from that. If you desire to stay behind, I will not stop you. Well, Ronan speaks up. Your your scary lady said that you can walk a nexus to get there. Didn't say you had to walk this one, right? They're all I mean, theoretically, we could walk to through any nexus to get there, but the end destination is always Korriban. So, what if... This is just me, you know, spitballing here. Um, if you... If, if we don't want to go to Korriban right now, and I'll be honest, I don't really feel like defending a temple against a whole bunch of angry Sith all by myself. Um, if we get y'all patched up, we leave Fucktown, USA, aka Terrace. Um, we find allies, find resources, we get stronger, and then when we're more confident, then we find a nexus and walk to Korriban. I feel like your experience on this planet and my experience on this planet have been very different if you're calling this fuck town. Not not like good fuck town, like bad fuck town. Okay. Like fair. you gonna get fucked fuck town. Never mind, I'm gonna I'm not gonna argue the point. Again, like <laughs> like not 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 in a good way. Right. I understand. Town. I'm conceding. Um, I'm tapping out. Um, so did they. (laughs) So, if we don't go to Korriban first, what's what else is do we have to do? Well, you guys found anything like that might point us in a different direction on the planet so far? Not on this planet, aside from the other thing of looking into the Republic's project Starbreaker. The holocron. I oh, asked yes. Esty. The holocron might have information. Yeah, None of us have cracked it yet. Help. How does Fenny might know how to unlock that? Can I see it? We just need to know. Alright. I mean, I'm only one vote, but no. I mean, how, are any of you able to take a second glance at it at this point? I'll let in at some point, I'm sure. I just don't know how long that would be. Let me pull up the table. It's a lore track, which means I'm never really going to be great at it, but... I have two yellow dice. I think that puts you ahead most of us. Hedge of the Empire. At least I believe it was a lore check. I don't remember. Probably. Yes, it is a lore check. It's a lore check. It's difficulty three. That's the thing. It's not a. It's not an impossible roll. Even for me with my two greens. Hedge of the Empire. It's where you play Changeling in the the fourth. Um. Let's see. No. <laughs> I see what you did there, Mara, right. and I respect it. Thank you. You couldn't give me one last Wednesday without that. Uh-uh. Just preparing you. Uh, so say you're about to be in a game with Craig every Wednesday again. I know. I was treasuring it. 
that sounds really bad. I'm really excited for Greg to be part of the game. <laughs> you were treasuring the lack of funds <laughs> for, for one last Wednesday. Um. It doesn't. Who has who has the holocron anyway? Esty. Esty. Yeah, okay. I got it. <coughs> Don't die. Um, it actually doesn't say when you can try again. So I would say that I would say that after a sufficient amount of time, you could try it again. So yeah, I'll say would... that this is a good good enough time for someone to try right. again. If you would like us to try again while we're sitting here on this ride, fuck it, I'll give it a go. We'll just we will just pass it around <laughs> to like everybody <laughs> except one. Diff two? Diff three. Uh, it's diff three, so here. Well, just what else are we gonna try. spend? What else are we gonna there spend? There you go. Light, light side points on this game. It's not <laughs> like, you know, we won't ha- we won't randomly be attacked by your mom at some point. Because you said it. I mean, ah! you got there. There you go. Like, oh, okay, let me drunk. <laughs> See you. You sit down. Sit down. You put it in your lap and you focus on it, and listen. You you pour yourself into it through the force. And now that you're not recovering from being injured severely, right. Uh, you're able to focus on a little bit more and you can sort of see the intricate patterns uh, that the force flows through in this device. And as you focus on it, you, you actually, the rest of you watch very, after about, after a few minutes of focus, the, um, the deca, the dodecahedron, the, each of the faces click, extend out, turn, click back in, click, extend out, turn, click back in. It does this a few times sort of in a rotating pattern. Um, and that's when the Cenobites show up. Ooh. Then Pinhead. No. Uh... You completed the Lament configuration, <laughs> and I have come. And then after a few more uh, of these, the upper portion, the upper half of it clamshells out, revealing a hollow projector that lights up, revealing a figure. Uh, this figure is dressed in very similar robes to what Plunk is wearing, and wearing a very similar mask, except instead of a what is very clearly a Sith mask, it is much more Mandalorian in style. It's got the T-visor on it, the hood coming over it, sheltering it out. Um, and Esty, But otherwise, somewhat similar to mine, it's got a, got a red smiley face. And... No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Um, Damn it. <laughs> um... Esty, you're the only one that gets any information from this holocron as it sort of speaks directly into your mind through the Force. But thanks to successfully activating the holocron, you gain uh, a you gain a point in a point to your um you gain a point to your skullduggery and vigilance check uh, skills. So one point each to both. Okay. Mm. Uh, you also get uh, one. You get one free upgrade to an existing force power of your choice. Okay. And you learn some lore. As you spend what feels like eternity studying this holocron, it feels like you are in this thing for days, solving puzzles with no mind to escape. 
you learn that this is a holocron that was hidden by uh, an order of force users called Revenites. These are dark side disciples of the Darth Revan, uh, a powerful Sith Lord from 700 years ago. In addition to the skills that you are learning, the optional Skullduckery, Vigilance, and Force Power, you learn that within this holocron, you'll need to take some time to decipher it, but is is stored the location of Darth Revan. Not his body or tomb. Darth Revan. The holocron indicates that he is alive, being kept alive by the Emperor, but alive. And the holocron indicates that the Revanites seek to rescue him. And you have relevant information now for okay. where you might find him. And okay. you sort of blink and come back to... For the rest of you, the sh- the speeder is beginning to touch down. It's been a few hours that Esty's been staring into this holocron. In the meantime, Plunk would have at least like waved a hand in front of her face a couple times. No reaction. There is. Is she okay? Uh. Have I seen this before, or do I know what this is? Um, you've you you you've been told about holocrons before. Um, depending okay. on the hol- all holocrons are different. They're all activated in different ways depending on how it was created or how it was programmed. Um, this seems like uh, basically Esty is in a trance communing with the holocron, so probably okay. Uh, yes, I think she is in a trance. She's activated it. This is good. Hopefully, what she are learns we will be sure useful. It's good? I hope I don't get a sudden hunger to eat her again. Holocrons are repositories of knowledge. This kind of trance is not unheard of for one that has a particularly vast store. Hopefully whatever it has is useful. Her mask didn't Right, you. but that's what I'm saying. Could it be possible she's learning things in there that are fucking up her brain, if not her body? We'll find out when she starts talking again. It's possible. When is when do we think that's going to be? Hopefully soon. You can indoctrinate someone to the dark side with, with a holocron if you do it right. Right, because Plunk doesn't know that, but you know he's he's got a healthy dose of paranoia, <laughs> possibly an unhealthy dose. Not uh, not enough to not put strange masks on his face, but no, that's that, that's a mask. He he knows how they work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's a mask, right? So, we touch down. The speeder stops at what looks like a base camp of some kind. Um, it's very carefully hidden amongst the rocks, amongst the rubble of Tyrus, um, in such a way that to approach it by foot, there's only like one or two ways you could actually come in. Inside, there are a pair of uh, fair of of um, rapid deployment but permanent like structure tent bunker things. Um, they're effectively like hard coded bunker or hard coded tents. Um, like the, the rather than being tent material, it's like steel and everything. And um, 
with a campfire that is currently doused and uh, a a single like uh, location beacon, which seems to be what the what the um, um, speeder is honing in. As it lands, the side uh, gullwing door opens, and the droid turns around in space and goes, Thank you for flying. Please be careful as you disembark. Right. Turns to Avazia. Do you think he'd notice if I just yanked him out of there and we rebuilt the speeder so I could fly it? Depends on how quickly you yank him out. Is this about the point that I come out of... Ah, yeah, <laughs> Are you feeling like murdering all of us? No, no more than usual. Did you learn anything useful? Yes. Uh we we may have another 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 route. Um, not to the wrath immediately. Um, <clears throat> but you know, you ever heard of a guy named Revan? Have I? I, I yeah, I was about to say. Well, Plunk <laughs> sort of probably has because he's the one who looted the safe. Make a See, history might check, be choking. Revan. Um, is this lore or education? Uh, uh, history. There's the not lore. a history. No is there not a history knowledge? The lore. Lore. Lore? Uh, Course Wrath and Vasya, you don't have to make a roll. You know who Revan was. Yeah, okay. What's the difficulty? Uh, two. Okay. Uh, Nereus, you can also make a lore check. Yeah. Ooh! Revan is an ancient and... Nereus, you know who Revan was. Plunk, you do oh. not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Revan is an ancient and well-known Sith Lord who once led a rebellion against the Sith Empire after previously being a Jedi who had been turned to the Sith. Wait, start that over again. <laughs> the individual known as Revan was once a Jedi. Okay. Was turned to the Sith. Okay. And then led a rebellion against the Sith afterward. Okay. So he was a Jedi. A long time ago. He's dead. No, he's not. Sorry, what? What? He's a dead Jedi. Okay. No, he's not. He's a living living Jedi? So when there's a state called being dead, and then there's the opposite version that's called being alive. It's been th- it's been three hundred years. Please explain how Revan is still alive. Okay, that I don't know. Other than uh, the Emperor has something to do with it. Of course, he does. So he's a Sith who's alive. No, no, I, I, he, he is imprisoned. Somewhere. You're going to need to show me a map. Plunk pulls a map out of it. It's a map of like somewhere on Tatooine. Yeah, mm-hmm. I need. I, Hang on. A galactic map. You Corserath pulls out a gap, pulls out his data pad and pulls up a galaxy map. He's trying to help. Avazi will put an arm around Plunk. 
needs to make a coordination check to see if he can refold a roadmap. <clears throat> Corsarath pulls up a data pad and pulls up a galaxy map. Oh yeah, he's good. <clears throat> I will point wherever I know it to be. So, you indicate on the map. Um, done. So he was dead, but now he's alive. No, I don't think he was a Jedi, but then he was a Sith, but then he went back to being a Jedi because he was against the Sith and now he's in prison. He is the Mitt Romney of the Star Wars world. (laughs) (laughs) So he's a space Mormon who. Look, at least I mean, when he does Revan... have a cult around him. I so. mean, yeah. <laughs> but at least, at least when Revan waffles on something, he means it. <laughs> so he makes waffles. So he's a Belgian Jedi. <laughs> but no, he was apparently this thing was the, this 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 holocron was hidden about seven hundred years ago. Yeah. Yeah, so oh, so it's to... way out of date then. Uh, I don't you think point so. To... You point to um, no, the 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 holocron wasn't seven hundred years ago. The holocron oh, was sorry. Uh, uh, I like two hundred, uh, maybe a couple hundred years. Two fifty. Yeah. 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 Okay. Buried here because Rev Revan's actions and his disappearance were about three hundred years ago. Yeah, it was actually like a hundred years ago. when it was buried. It was before the terrace restoration project got into full swing, but not okay too far only a century never mind yeah yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> that's like 12 generations uh yeah so it, you point to the maelstrom nebula in the outer rim okay so in the middle of in the middle of a nebula full of dangerous stellar winds that what will... re- what nebula isn't mm. That will probably be impossible to safely navigate. Yep. But it's not in... Good place for a prison. Yep. Well, it's not in, you know... Is there a Nexus walk-through door thingy on the Maelstrom? I doubt it. Flim de flim? Considering it's probably... There aren't planets in nebulas, typically speaking. I mean, there's got to be something in there. There's, prob- there's probably a space station. Maybe there's a prison there. Maybe, like there, there could be a nexus in there, but you'd walk out into space. Eh, detail. There, there would, there would be no nexus on an artificial space station. I should say, if there is a no, nexus anywhere in the Maelstrom Nebula, it's in the middle of the nebula. Correct. That that is absolutely fair. Um. But yeah, apparently his cult is looking for him. They want to rescue him. Or at least were when they hit the holocron. Oh, they might all be dead at this point. If I recall correctly, Revanites are an occasional problem that pops up on on Roman Koss. Sounds legit to me. Yeah, in, um, in Drummond Cost, in, on Cost, being a Revanite is a good way to get yourself killed, regardless of what your status is uh, in the in the hierarchy of the Sith Empire. And they don't—they do tend to show up occasionally. They, oh no, they they sh- they show up occasionally, whether or not they're legitimate, and or whether or not they're just an accusation, a, aka being a witch that is used to, to eliminate rivals. Um, 
It's hard to say. Your neighbor could be a Revanite. Good old McCarthyism. Yeah, basically. <laughs> McCarthyism, as 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 interpreted and uh, proposed by psychopaths. So McCarthyism. So McCarthyism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But be right back. We are if we are looking to buff ourselves up a little bit. Maybe getting a seven year, seven hundred year old, multifactional <laughs> force user would be a good way to do it. I don't know. He sound, if he's seven hundred years old, he'd probably be break a hip before he'd be able to help us. Hmm? Or we wouldn't be able to trust him and he'd kill us. I mean, with a broken hip, possibility. Very possibly, yes. Abbasius was still very dangerous with a broken back, so that still sounds less it's dangerous. It's fixed now. I know. I'm just saying. Well, you were. I still didn't want to get close to you. You healed me. Yes. <laughs> didn't want to and did are two separate things. I feel the love, Nereus. You're welcome. Can you feel the love to? No. At the very I least, it would give us a okay. So there's a Jedi option. prison space station in the middle of the Maelstrom Nebula. Probably more a Sith one, but yes. <laughs> this is very complicated and making my brain hurt. Mm. I will just plunk pat on. Uh, <laughs> plunk, plunk, pat on the head. Yeah, Valid. <laughs> plunk on the head. It's a tongue twister. Kind of is. Um, Try not to think about it too hard. It sounds like a better option to me. If I don't think about it hard, <laughs> who's gonna? I will. I'm thinking about it pretty hard. I'm thinking about the option between that or Korriban. Realize, however, that uh, I will point this out, as flooded with a dark side as Korriban <laughs> is, and as dangerous as the planet itself is, it's an entire planet with the population mostly concentrated in the area we're not going, it's not versus a space like. station that will definitely be completely manned and occupied with security force. You're not wrong. It's not the people I'm scared of there. I mean, I'm scared of the people, too, because, you know, it's a training ground, but they're not the big problem. Not for me, at least. You will definitely be walking into another situation very similar to the one we just got away from. Corsareth, where's your cousin? I don't have one. He flies the ship. Oh, Ronan. No. Ronan's boss, your cousin. My father. Oh, my God. Yeah, where's he? Presumably hiding from Hatafeni. He seems to know everything about everything. Maybe he could tell us which one of these is the dumber idea. Hmm? Possibly. I mean, they're both equal. Well, I wouldn't say they're necessarily equally dumb, but they're both super dumb. Uh, yeah, but, 
but if Every, they're dumb, they're definitely that, dumb in different ways. Nothing Ronan. that we have needed to do has ever been a good idea. Ronan, off to the side, goes, so your options are invade oh, the training ground of the enemy and fight off hundreds of Sith to find the secret to the Emperor's wrath, or invade a top-secret space facility to rescue one of the highest and closely guarded secrets of the Emperor of the Sith. Uh-huh. You have a you have a shockingly good grasp on the information, Ronan. Or we could go back home. Narshada? Where is home? Tatooine. Your home. You could go back home. Yes. I'm not one for desert planets, unfortunately. Sounds like somebody who's never given a desert planet a fair shake. I hate sand. No, it does get everywhere. No, no. that's on you. Do Do you think you'll find your answer there that you're seeking? Me? Yes. What answer? The answer you're searching for about what happened to your former. Yeah, no, I'm giving up on that. This galaxy is fucking horrible, and I don't want to be around it anymore. I understand. Yep. At least back home, I know where the Sarlaccs are, and I can throw them over the dunes when I feel like it, rather than having to do it, you know, just because otherwise it's going to eat me. If you would like to go home, you are welcome to find your passage there. I would, but no one will let me fly a goddamn ship around you people. Was that the whole reason you wanted to fly a ship so you could fly us to Tatooine? Yes! I feel so much better about my decision to not let you fly. Okay. I don't blame him after everything we've been through. I don't either. I don't blame you, however... We have our own places to go that are not Tatooine. Oh, I wasn't saying you had to stay there. I was just inviting you if you wanted to have a place to hang out for a while. Hmm? Thank you. Fair. Okay. I retract and apologize. Because, like, I like you guys a lot, but you do have this weird obsession with running after unnecessarily dangerous stuff to do unnecessarily dangerous things that is really not your fault or responsibility to take care of. That's a matter of perspective. I guess. (laughs) I've done a lot of fucked up shit. So yeah, I feel some responsibility. Well, if if you ever need a sandy patch to hang out in a place where nobody's going to ask you to do any fucked up shit you don't want to do, I know some candidates. (laughs) Isn't Tatooine also home with some of the largest crime syndicates in the galaxy? Yeah, but you don't have to deal with them if you don't want to, especially not if you can, you know, throw a Sarlacc at them. (laughs) Has a lot of attention to be yep. Why did you start training? You have a lot of training. Or a lot of power, anyway. 
they found me and asked me if I wanted they I can't remember yeah <clears throat> and you're completely content to never remember at this point I feel like the opportunity cost of finding out is starting to get really intensely high You lost half your body. And yet I'm still going forward. Which is... Slightly. In 98% of the galaxy that I've experienced, kind of fucking stupid, Core. Interesting choice of nickname. Sometimes you lose. And that's okay. That's how life is. But... If you just keep running at the wall, trying to punch your way through it, usually you just break your fists again. Sometimes you got to recognize that the wall is the wall and you don't have the tools to deal with it. And that's okay. There are other places you can walk. That's sort of why we're hunting the tools. If you wanna... Unfortunately, the bigger problem is that the galaxy being in the state that it is, things are only going to get worse for a lot of people everywhere, unless something can be done about it. And unfortunately, we're the people that do things about it. It's at that point that you hear a voice. Is that Plunk Keycheck? Plunk whips around. (laughs) Approaching from... <clears throat> one of the two entrances to this area, you see a pair of figures. One of them, uh, I see both of them are human and female. Um, one significantly older than the other. One seems to be more of a teenager. Um, the other is much more of an adult woman. Both wearing, uh, you know, uh, various colors of brown robes. Um, <clears throat> very clearly, like, sort of almost stereotypical Jedi. Uh Belts with lightsaber on hip, uh, hair done in fairly simple styles. The older one, the older human woman, sort of like looking at Plunk with this curious and confused look on her face. Wave. Uh, sorry. Um, just sort of like gestures towards the whole group of you. One moment. Looks at Plunk. Plunk? Mamalo. Hello? That is your name, right? Nods. Do you remember me? Mm-mm. You remember Master Eris? And at that name, something just like sort of burns in mm-hmm. your temple? Funk? Just like just you just, as, as soon as that name is said, it sort mm-hmm. of feels like one of the electrodes that have been strapped to your that have been strapped to your head by the Sith, just sort of burning its way into your brain. Yep. It sits down. <laughs> My dear, what happened to you? And they sort of both approach and just like sort of head directly towards Plunk. I'm going to step up next to Plunk. Yep. Yeah, Avazia hand on Plunk's shoulder. They sort of like drop to knee, sort of. Like kneeling next to Plunk and looking. Eris. There's a hand on a saber right now, just 
Yes, Master Professor Arrows. Rath raises an eyebrow, but does not appear to be getting anywhere near violent yet. Jedi Master Kale Eris. He uh, was my master before me. Mm. That one hurts. Why does that one hurt? I don't know. He found you on Tatooine. Oh, shit. What happened to you? I got tortured a whole bunch. Sort of like holds a hand out, and you feel this force power emanating out of <laughs> your palm. Mm-hmm. And you can also feel this very gentle... Um, <clears throat> for whatever reason, you all associate the color green with it. Uh, pulse of energy... <sighs> Uh, sort of like flow out of her into Plunk and just sort of it seems almost like she's scanning him if you were to borrow a phrase <clears throat> oh dear you've spent some time in a Sith facility haven't you Mm-hmm. you know how long nine probably hmm so now, yeah, that is where we found him. Kothra says, "Find out the answer is like six hundred years. <laughs> you <laughs> should have been dead so many times. Many over. times. <laughs> yeah, they just kept recycling me. It's all good. I mean, apparently, there's precedent for that. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Oh, pardon my manners." Ah, um, <clears throat> she stands up and looks at the group of you. I assume that you are all the individuals who are asking after us. I am Jedi Master Janavish. This is my apprentice, Sake Panaka. Pleasure. Um, she looks Hi. at... She looks at Plunk. Um, I was the apprentice of, uh, Master Kale Eris. Who told me about a... Uh... A young Jawa with incredible potential he had found in his wanderings. We've met once before, though it seems you don't remember it. I I have a lot of holes in my memory. I think Eris is I think Eris is dead. Yes, he is. We felt it when he died. Sorry. Kaleris was a great man. But all of us must have our time. More sorry for what happened to you, Plunk. Well, it's not happening now. <laughs> but the scars remain. Mm-hmm. She, you, and you can just sort of tell there's just this deep and abiding sadness behind her eyes as she looks at you. This is this, and you sort of get this instinctive, like this instinctive understanding that 
as far as she's concerned, nobody deserves to be tortured at any mm-hmm. point, mm-hmm. much less to the extent where they lose their memories. Mm-hmm. Particularly memories of what she seems to feel was a very important person. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm glad to see that at the very least you are alive and safe. Were we friends? No. Not by and large. We met once. Uh, I and my apprentice were visiting Tatooine to deliver supplies to Master Kale. They need your help. They have explosives. Hmm. Oh. Um. She looks at the group of you. Explosives? Yeah. steps forward and removes the helmet. Uh, Jenna doesn't blink. Sake takes a step back. Well, Vazia wasn't wearing armor at all. Well, not the Mandalorian. Yeah, no, because so. the robes on, though, presumably. True, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're okay. My name is Corserath. This is my wife, Avazia. Both of us have been implanted with remote detonated explosives that we would very much like to have removed. He looks at the group of you. Well then, the friends of Plunks. Let's go into the tent. She gestures towards one of the reinforced tents behind you. Crosswrath will step through. All behind. Do you all cram into this tent? Plunk's gonna sit down outside. Mm-hmm. Avazia wants to stay with Plunk. I will stay outside. Avazia, you're one of the people being operated. I know. Yes, I know. <laughs> and Avazia wants to stay with Plunk. Avazia, you need to get taken care of. Go ahead. She'll look at Blanc. I'll wait here for when you're done. All right. She'll step in. I'm waiting outside with Blanc. Blanc, you're sitting outside. It was uh, a slight rain begins to begins to pour. Mm Mm-hmm. And ooh, that's weird. (laughs) that, that, That that burning, like that burning piece of pain in your temple Mm -hmm. you sort of instinctively press into it just to see what happens Mm -hmm. and a face flashes before brown skin weathered um black very like sort of tight knit black curly hair that sort of turns into white at the ends um sort of a haggard old man of the desert Human, potentially, maybe something else. Just this face, just as you lean that pain, this face returns to your mind and then goes away again. He'll try and hang on to it for as long as he can, just to sort of at least try to try to concrete that image of memory. Yep. Meanwhile, in the tent. The two Jedi. Uh, the inside of the the inside of the tent is a little bit. It's fairly um, 
Spartan, but well equipped. Um, and you see, there's several. There are several medical like substation supplies here, but there's also several just scientific data centers where it seems like they've been recording and testing and and hypothesizing. Um, you do note it with interest that they already have a rat ghoul vaccine. It seems uh, synthesized and ready to go on one side. Um, that would have saved us plenty of time. <clears throat> pardon? The vaccine. We went hunting for it for the people here. Oh, yes. Uh, we haven't had a chance to get back. Otherwise, we would have brought them our results. Don't worry, uh, they have them now. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, lay down. Lay down or indicate to one sort of medical table on one side of the tent. The devices are located so. here, 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 and here. I'm going to just be pointing this out because I am... These are my patients, damn it. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> Gratefully accepts the information. Do they say lay down to one of us or both of us? There's only one table. Okay. Do you lay on top of Corsarath? No, I'm good. <laughs> I was just wondering. There's only one directed. table, but it is a queen-sized table. <laughs> <laughs> Or Sarath will lay down. Looks over you, sort of a- a- analyzing the the um, the prosthetics recently. Oh, I'm so sorry. Like you've recently lost your uh, limbs. Yes, well, there is one less imperial mind-laying droid wandering the planet. Those are indeed dangerous. She holds her hands over your body and this, again, this warmth that you can only associate the color green to uh, sort of radiates out as it scans across your body. Yes, 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 yes. Just as you indicated, um, she looks over her shoulder at Neri's. Your name is? Neri's. Neri's. Thank you. The information. Um, as this, the, as her presence in the forest sort of like wraps around each one of these explosives. You can feel that she's sort of like pinpointing, circling, and then locking down the location of each one. Alright. Ah, uh, this will be uncomfortable, but I'll do my best to numb the sensation. You know what I am, and likely where I've grown up. I am used to far worse. Being used to it does not mean that I should inflict it upon you. Vazi will hold his hand. Um, Which one? The real one or the prostate? The real real one. (laughs) You realize that until you finish that sentence, that a thousand percent sounded like a threat? (laughs) (laughs) Which sentence? Like, Avasia's or? Uh, No, no, no. Corserath's. Oh. If this may be uncomfortable. I will do what I can. <laughs> you know who I am and where I come from. from. <laughs> Sake puts a hand on Korshrath's other shoulder, the one with the prosthetic attached to it, and you feel uh, another sensation sort of pulsing through your body, this sort of repeated soft pulses of forced energy that seem to be numbing sensation. You very quickly lose feeling in most of your body. You're still functioning and breathing, but it feels very much like you are just a head floating right now. 
And you watch, those of you that can see. Of course, Wrath can't see because he's facing the ceiling and can't move his head. Uh, those of you that, that can see, watch as lumps form in Corsera's uh, exposed torso at where each explosive device is. It's like so the skin slightly bubbling up as if something's pressing against it. And with a hand, with both hands still over Corsera's body, you watch as those lumps begin to move. At first, they're just sort of spiraling around like they're trying to find something. Then they dip, come back up, dip, come back up. And you watch as each time they dip, they come back up at a slightly different place and slightly different, slightly different place. And she sort of closes her eyes and focuses. And then at once, all of the lumps drop back down. And you watch as you can see slight ripples in flesh and muscle emanating from each location. Avasio, was it? She says without opening her eyes. That didn't pick up, Holly. She said yes. Would you please remove the prosthetic arm and leg? With some hesitation, Avasia will, will do it. It will be easier to reheal the damaged tissue than to heal a new wound. All right. You remove the prosthetics from. Mm-hmm. You watch as that, that rippling in the muscle gets closer and closer to each limb. And then, very swiftly, three eruptions of blood, very small, just like almost like pimples bursting, as three very tiny, what looked like less than, less than the size of a penny, basically, um, devices with little blinking LEDs, um, pull themselves out of the stump, the severed stump of, uh, of Corsarath's, uh, leg and arm. These devices, I think there were, yeah, there was just the two, three, four. Um, so eventually there's five total, I think, is the remainder. What was the remainder? Uh, the, does that include the one in the brain? You didn't have one. Only SD had that one. Okay. Uh, three. Yeah, five. Yeah, so three and then the other two. Actually, no, 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 no. Uh, there's more than that. There was three, four, five, seven. There were seven total. I so. think that's not counting the one that was in the leg, so there should be one more. Yes. Yeah. Oh, um, six. So yeah. six. Six total now. Yeah, six. <laughs> Just come bursting out of the limbs. And as they do, you watch the the sort of pockmark wounds that they create as they erupt out. Heal back over. And as these small beeping devices all sort of coalesce in the air, a flick of a wrist, they all go out the front door of the tent. Uh, Plunk and Esty, you watch as several small metal pellets fly out of the tent. There is a much larger explosion than the device of those, of those size should have been capable of producing as they fly past the ruined shelter and land somewhere exterior. You feel the vibration. 
You're muted. You're muted. It's like a like a like a short distance grenade go, going off. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Welp. Bad news. You're not getting those bombs. Well, we all get disappointed sometimes. Sometimes. Slowly, that pulsing force energy and that manipulate the 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 manipulation uh, that was being had reduce and reduce and reduce. And course wrath, you regain sensation. Uh, you can replace the prosthetics of Asia. Thank you. Um. As you regain that sensation, Course Wrath, you just sore. Like, your entire body is sore. You can't imagine what it would have felt like if you hadn't been numb based on this, just the, the remaining impact. Like I said, I've been through worse. <laughs> Says Lisa, it's up. How are you? Feeling much better now that I don't have bombs in me. I'm a little sore, but other than that. Had to find pathways for the bombs to navigate their way out. So there's going to be some internal bruising, but other than that, you should be fine. Mm-hmm. Says so he takes the, the arm and reattaches it to the prosthetic fitting. Sorry, you're talking about pennies and stuff coming out of people's bodies, and all I can think of is the first X-Men First Class movie. <laughs> when he shoves the coin. No oh, okay. Well, oh, yes. No, somebody no, gets a coin. Somebody gets a coin put through their head. <laughs> I mean, I was I was thinking of a very different X-Men thing. I was thinking more of the I mean... X-Men of the uh the the uh, part of the one of the X-Men trilogy where Magneto um rips all the iron out of a dude's blood out of a dude's yeah. blood. That that was funny. I was as thinking shit. more Magneto pulling all the adamantium out of bones. Oh. <laughs> good, to, good to know that all three of us went to Magneto though. So right, yeah. <laughs> well, if you're pulling something metal out of a body without forceps and 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 scalpels, yes. Yep. Magneto's hopefully who you're thinking of. Uh, so, she's in her interest of Asya. Asya, if you would... Thing. She would lay down now. Reattaches the leg. Alright. Then Vasya will lay down. Here, here, here. Our seven. Uh, one of hers has detonated before. Oh, Okay. Six, then. One of the ones on one of the ones in the one in her leg, actually. I think, or no, yeah, one of the ones at her side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From where SD shot her. All right, six with a ship. <laughs> I shot you with a ship. It was on an the landing accident. on the landing pad with the the admiral ship. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Been a couple times SD has shot us with the ship. To be fair. <laughs> Look, when you're good at something, you don't just use it once. Uh, you hadn't been in the ship's way. But of course, course, Wrath will stand next to Avazia and take her hand as well. Similarly, Sake uh, applies hands to shoulders. You feel that pulsing and go numb. The green energy flows through your body. Finding an old wound that can be used. Here. One of the one of the one of the mines already detonated on her side. Yes, that's what I found. The tissue is raw still, but that'll work. 
All right, here we go. Similarly, you feel that you, you watch as the, those of you that can see. Uh, of course, Wrath, you now for the first time seeing Amasia, you're not able to see because your head's facing the ceiling. Uh, see very, very much the same process happen. These lumps appear in the flesh. They sort of move around, bounce up, bounce down as they're finding what you now know as they are finding paths. Um, this time, when they disappear, the ripples begin to coalesce towards the central abdominal muscles inside. Wasserath, um, you would please remove the portion of tunic hiding the side wound. I'll lean over and pull the bit of shirt up. And after a few moments, all six out the side. And as, the, as they rip out the side of the Vasya, the wound heals itself closed once again. And again, once more outside, you see six more small little bits of metal go flying and... Plunk turns to uh, Asti. Was this close to looking for a bucket for the second batch? I was going to say, I, I, I'm impressed that knowing that they were coming, you didn't do something to to try and. Yeah. It, it 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 wouldn't have been worth it. Fair. Which Esty and Plunk get killed because Plunk tried to catch the grenades. That would be really funny. You're not wrong. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, look, all the naysayers for the Corban trip are dead. That's <laughs> <laughs> three. Corban trip. That's, that's correct. That's correct. <laughs> well, to be fair, I feel like it would be all the naysayers of the Corban are, are dead. Nuris picks up, and then Corsair just looks over all the naysayers. <laughs> 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 Season two ends with Corsarath lighting the lightsaber. <laughs> uh, uh, after a few more moments, Avasia, your feeling comes back. You are so sore all over, particularly your side. <sighs> you can see that, uh, uh, Master Vish is a little bit tired. Thank you again for the assistance. You're quite welcome. Terrible device. I would hate to have any sort of a conversation with the person who impacted the menu. Darth Luxadi is not a man that I wish to converse with anytime soon. At least not without a lightsaber. You are... Not particularly pleasant to remove. They were designed. They seemed almost designed to make removal difficult and likely to as likely to kill the person removing as the person having them removed. Such is his way. Fluxide does not like letting his toys escape. Oh. The only reason they hadn't detonated already is because each of us had been wearing a signal blocker. Ah, wise. Well. They are now no longer your problem. Of course, Wrath removes the signal blocker. <laughs> well then. Let's return to your friends. You can give them the good news. I feel like they noticed, of course, Wrath says he looks in the direction of where the explosions came from. 
possibly I hadn't been I've been focusing too hard to tell Steps from outside out. are you dead yet well the explosions went off away from us so you can take your guess course Rath says as he steps outside I don't know what kind of weird infections might occur from that thank you for your love and support always there's sort of a weird look on, on uh, Jana's face but she just goes along with it Well, as the group of you step back outside, presumably, unless Neary's, you have anything else? Nope. If you step back outside to greet the lightly falling rain. Well, your explosives have been treated. They are no longer embedded within your skeletal structure. You are free to go. Congratulations. How are you feeling? Like I said inside the tent, much better now that I'm not carrying around seven or six bombs. Gonna say. I'm very sore, yes. Fair. Nice to be able to breathe a little bit, I assume. Indefinitely, yes. Is this how it felt after your surgery was done? No, because you all had it, and if you all died, it was going to be on me. Fair. Still an amount of tension, then. Do you feel that now? I mean, no, not so much. Like, if you wander off and get yourself, wander out and try to fight a Sarlacc alone, get yourself killed, I'm only going to feel so much responsibility for that. I was more asking if you felt the relief now that all of the bombs are gone. Oh, yes. No, I do feel much better. Yeah. So, well then, was there any other assistance you needed from us, Jenna? Do you know who killed Master Kale? He looks at Plunk, and again, that sort of sadness comes back to her eyes. Unfortunately, no. We only knew that he died, not details of it. If he was able to become one with the Force, which I wouldn't be surprised, he has not revealed himself to us, at least. Okay. Maybe I'll see if I can find out, then. If you do, please let us know. We'd be happy to help in any way we can. Yeah, she actually like sort of reaches into uh, reaches into a robe and pulls out a small data chit and taps something into it really quick and hands it to you. Oh, yeah. Grab that. <laughs> this code will reach our communicators, our long range communicators. Cool. He sticks it in his he sticks it in his robes. Thinks for a minute, <laughs> digs around, pulls out two pieces of candy, and just drops them in her hand. <laughs> of course, with a small smile. Thank you. Uh-huh. Scratches his chin in contemplation. Doesn't say anything. What was that from Esty? I said, of course. Yeah. 
Well, let's head back. We can have a conversation about our next plans. Yeah. Well, the speeder's still here, so you can get back yep. onto it. Um, can I have been scanning around? How big is this? How how many other Jedi are here? I'm casing the area. Well, it seems like just the two of them. Okay. There are two tents and a camp. Like that, like, wow. the, the camp is two tents and a, and, a, and like a fire pit, basically. Okay. And then the the recon the recon beacon for the shuttle. That's mm-hmm. it. Okay. Good to know. Yeah, he's just like, no one will notice if I murder them. <laughs> that has crossed my mind, but okay. Yeah. Good luck on your travels. You too. I'll call. Yeah. I believe that I believe the Jedi motto is may the force be with you. It is, but none of you seem like Jedi, so I wasn't going to bother. Nope. <laughs> Nonetheless, he nods. Safe travels. On, yep. You get want. on the speeder and. Does everyone get on the speeder? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Plunk definitely climbs all the way in the back, though, and just watches out the back at the tents as we do... yeah. zip Please out. Right. <laughs> Please take your seats. We'll be departing shortly. Put your all on. Close. Plunk. And as you watch out the back, you see both of them waving, uh, waving goodbye, Plunk. You know, if you have unfinished business here, we can try and help with that. I don't. No. I think anything unfinished I can do on the way. Okay. Do you want to pursue this plunk? I mean, it's something I can sort of do... You won't be able to do it from Tatooine. I can do it there just as well as anywhere else, but... And you know it will lead you to pain. What doesn't? I was going to say, we're not exactly a pain-averse group. No, there's a little bit of a masochistic streak in a lot of you. It's okay. feel like the people you really need to worry about are the ones that are masochists but can't or won't admit it. I feel like it is, it would be poor manners of me not to point out that based on where you were found and the situation you were in, 
there is every chance you already know the fate of your master, precisely who is responsible for it. Yeah, well... I'm definitely not at a place to bite off more than I can chew on that side of things. And... Based on what Master Vige said, there's a chance I could talk to him and see what he thinks about it all. So I'll probably start there. All right. But I can do that on the Shadow Law or whatever ship we decide to use. Sounds like we're going for the Revan option. I mean... Are we talking about that now? That's definitely what I support more, but we we, we haven't said as a group decided. Ronan, you'll probably be involved in either of these positions. Uh, Honestly, assaulting a space station full of probably Sith operatives and security forces sounds a lot more survivable than trying to cross to the other side of Corban. Plunk Plunk just points at Ronan. See? Of course, I'm not the one trying to cross to the other side of Corban, so... I don't know. I think it's probably even odds for me. You'd You'd be holding the door, yes. Which yeah, is supposedly in a position on the planet that is not popular. Because holding the door works out so well for people in pop culture who do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't the only one who went there immediately. Why do you think I will kept using the phrase holding the door? <laughs> I've seen Roman's future. <laughs> you know, maybe we should go to Kodaki. <laughs> Let's not go to Korriban. Tis a silly place. Well, uh, if we wish to brave the journey through a nebula and hope our ship comes out the other side so that we can then assault a Sith space station. That's not even in the top five of dumb things we've done this week. Fair enough. We probably and I mean, if you're wanting to eventually face off against the wrath, and want is a strong word. It's not sure, that's strong. Strong. I think it's not quite strong enough. Actually, I think need is going to be the more accurate one eventually. Your boyfriend has a death wish, Avasia. He's my husband. What did I say? Boyfriend. Don't those mean the same thing? No. Fuck. Um, I, I'll anyway. have to explain relationships to you later. <laughs> but if that's what you want to do, then I think having a super awesome dead Sith Jedi that's not dead but is actually in prison, maybe like a teacher 
or a mentor or something like that could be super helpful. A meat shield. My concern is if this He's person... 700 years old. He probably doesn't have any meat left. My concern is if this person agrees. I mean, that's and also doesn't fair. decide, hey, I'd like to murder all these people. Okay, here's what I'm seeing as the potential positives and negatives. Negatives. Could die on the way there. Number two, could die could die breaking into or assaulting the, the 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 prison. Three, could die at hands of Revan. That sort of lays out the negatives. Positives potential. A could help us defeat the wrath. B could teach us some things that we might want to know. C. This is somebody that the emperor wants imprisoned, which means I really want them to not be fucking imprisoned. More to the point, the empire is going at great lengths to make sure nobody knows that they're imprisoned. I should also Maybe we know. get our own space station out of the deal once we kill all the people that are working in it. Mm-hmm. Also that. I should also note... He was the prisoner of the former emperor. There's every opportunity that not even my mother knows what's going on in that space station. Your That's mom awesome. was the head of some Sith intelligence book department, yes. and yeah, he was the head I of feel... Sith intelligence. She's, she's very she has every opportunity to know about it. However, considering how secretive it was, it's yes. very possible that she doesn't. There's at least a chance. There's a chance. But the Sith librarian probably has, if anybody knows, I would say 70-30 chance she doesn't know about it. 70 that she does. I mean, and 30 that she doesn't at best, I would think. But if there's any time to do this kind of stuff, if there's any time to take any kind of actions against the Empire, it is now because things haven't solidified. I mean, they have, but anytime there's something like this, there's upheaval. There's aftershocks and yeah, stuff. At the very least, processes have not reorganized and, and solidified into place. There are chinks, there are places we can slide the dagger in. And, um, well, of all of the legends about Revan, much could have changed in the 300 years he's supposedly been imprisoned. But of the legends of Revan as an individual, they were someone who very much valued and protected their allies. They would be probably very valuable as a companion or a mentor. Korserath, is your uncle... Nope. Grand... Nope. Father. father. Yes. Is he going to be uh, okay if we say, hi, we're back. Fly us to the maelstrom. Or is he going to like... Well, let's see if he's not hiding anymore, first of all. Yes. <laughs> we just leave a big note on the launch pad. <laughs> Borrowed your ship. <laughs> Maybe blown would up. Be very annoyed about that. Here's Ronan. 
I feel like it might actually fall out. Tied up in a chair with the post. I don't I don't think we I don't think we I don't think we can take the shadow law without my father's permission. Yes. I think he very likely has uh measures in place to make the ship stop. He seems security conscious, yeah. I couldn't even get into the bridge when I when we got back to the ship the first time with the hot Fenny. Thank God. I mean, no, yeah, no, I'm not even going to back out of that. <laughs> but being as the Black Pyramid Plunk is... Plunk digs in his robes again, pulls out the red chalk, and puts some sharp teeth on the smile. <laughs> but considering that the Black Pyramid is both against the Empire and prone to subterfuge, he might not only agree to assist with this, but have insight on how to perform it. And, you know, maybe if everything turns out okay with Revan and he makes all of us super badass, then we can go to Corban afterwards and finish out the whole, you know, thing. It's certainly a task ahead of us. You know, because when you knock over a prison and you break out the best prisoner in there, God, I hope he's the best prisoner in there. Uh, the the first thing they expect you to do is then make a beeline for the capital world, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't the last secondary. time. Surprise! No, the capital world of the Empire is Droman Kass. Korriban is simply where they train their new Sith. Right. People need to stick with just one planet and leave everybody else alone and stop making things complicated. That's not how people work. Yeah, people are dumb, mostly. It was the capital of the Sith Empire at one point, a long, long, long time ago, when the first Sith formed. You're not wrong, Plunk, but in the most wonderful ways. And worst. Yes, a long, long time ago, in a galaxy far away, Naboo was under an attack. No! We are not going back to that storyline. Nope, nope, nope. Or, even better, we are, but we do it with half a brain, unlike the actual Jedi in that story. (laughs) Okay. So now do we do the whole, like, hold up your hands and say what you think thing and count afterwards? Vote. Yep. Very well. All in favor of moving to rescue Revan. Revan. Holds a hand up. Ronan also holds a hand up. There we go. We're decided. Nereus. Nereus, I want to know what you think. Are you saying we should go to Korriban, Nereus? No, I'm not. This is a fine plan. What do you think would be the better one? Because it's not really fair to have the hold hands up and count after you say what you think thing if we're not actually saying what everybody... Yes. uh, Saying what everybody thought the entire time. So if you have like a third option or or an eighth, that we should hear that first. There are infinite options. This one is fine. You are trying very hard not to tell us what you, you think. You are so full of shit right now. 
What do Which you is want impressive to do, because you're not an organic being. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Thank you. This, I do not feel capable of making that decision. This feels good enough for now. And you're sure you don't have anything better or different that you think might be better? The, there is a beach in Coruscant, apparently. That sounds great. Corellia. Yeah. <laughs> there are no beaches. There are no beaches on Coruscant. I am okay. Corellia. Whatever. I mean, are there beaches Wherever. on Corellia? Even? Oh yeah. Oh no, there are absolutely beaches on Corellia. Corellia is not a citywide planet like Coruscant. Is. No, I know it's not a citywide planet. But it is tip the, the parts of it that are typically depicted are much more, for lack of a better way to put it, um, Pacific Northwesty in terms of like uh, very uh, like mountainous and yeah. foresty. And yeah, no, there's the lots of mountain and forest. There's lots of mountain and forest, um, but it does have it does have uh, bodies of water and oceans. Okay. and yeah, it's oh, it's very. Say, just, just from, is very just from, Earth-like. Yeah, just from a geomorphological perspective, you don't get foresty mountains if you don't also have oceans. Absolutely. So yeah, I, was I going assume to it's got to be. <laughs> I was going to counter with this planet is a creation of George Lucas. Who That's also fair. <laughs> that is well, also very fair. Uh, Mustafar uh, exists. Yeah. According according to orbital pictures of Corellia that I can find, it it is a very Earth-like world with, rather than being covered in city, it just has giant cities and highways that cross the entire planet. But there is ocean and mountain and grass everywhere. You can Neat. apparently just drive from one end of the world to the other. Yes. It's completely well, interconnected, cool. but it is. It does have. It is Earth like. Much like Alderaan is also Earth like, but has less infrastructure. Right. Because, like, uh, this thing here is a picture of Corellia, and it's got, like, a giant, like, world girdling highway, as far as I can tell, but does appear to have oceans. Well, as the group of you return to the port. Terrace to repair your escape from Terrace uh, aboard the Black Pyramid's Shadow Law. Um, pondering what awaits you in the Maelstrom Nebula on what can only be described as a dangerous rescue mission of a unknown, yet unknown quantity. That's where we are going to end for this week and for season two. With the explosives that were planted in you by Darth Luxadi having been removed, you are once again your own Twilight Knights. And with the aid and information you have found, you have potentially a way to strike back at those who imprisoned you and destroyed the Twilight Order previously and to make a dent the power of the Sith Empire. But only time will tell whether or not we get a season three. So until then, say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. We'll see you all next time.